Hi, I'm Carl and welcome back to my pod. Once again, I'm speaking to you from the Suffolk countryside because this is a regional investigative journalism show and Suffolk is my patch. Uh, in this show, I plan to not only uphold the journalistic standards of, um, I don't know, Andy Coulson, um, but also be as funny as Jonathan Ross. Um, well, pre-2009, obviously. Um, actually, no, no, a no, bad example. Um, as funny as... As funny as the Go Compare adverts. That's better. Um, anyway, enough mucking about. Here's what I'll be investigating in this Podgilla cast. I cement my position as a local hero by undertaking an extreme challenge in the name of charity. That's right. I will somehow attempt to undertake, in the name of charity, an incomprehensible nine showers in a single day. I visit Suffolk's jewel in the crown, Ipswich, in a report which, if I'm honest, isn't very good. Sorry. I happen to be in town on a market day, so I decided to have a look round. I like to think of this as Ipswich's very own quad-weekly analogue eBay. But where you're not going to get stung on postal charges, which probably should have been made a little bit clearer. Plus, I catch up with local talent agent Nigel Gooding. But of course, I would have to say my most promising act is a young singer from Woodbridge. Um, I mean, I may even have the next Sonita on my hands. First, a report which I must prefix with a warning. This expose is so terrifying, you may experience an extreme physical reaction. If you do, please let the adrenaline take over, allow yourself to go into shock and absorb the horrifying lesson you are about to learn. This is the great Wi-Fi kerfuffle. What words would you associate with your everyday internet usage? Email, hyperlink, URL, safe search disabled, clear browser history. But what about the word Geordie? Let me explain. Recently, I've heard a number of disturbing claims being made that Wi-Fi routers emit harmful energy waves or chemicals or whatever that stimulate the part of the brain that deals with Geordie stuff. That's right. Without us realising, our internet providers may be secretly turning us all Geordie. I have to investigate. Now, I've already made up my mind on the issue, but I'm going to perform an experiment to see exactly how right I already am. Uh, so I'm setting up this router here next to my bed, and that's to see if it causes any jordification overnight. Um, I mean, it, it does sound crazy, but I have heard a similar story about a man who ate so much shortbread that he did actually turn Scottish. Um, and that's not just a, a childish urban myth, you know, that comes from multiple independent sources. Um, yeah, I think at the time I must have heard it from the entirety of Year 7. Uh, anyway, let's get to bed and uh, see what happens overnight. Why I... Oh, why I... Within just a few hours it was clear I was being affected by the Geordie... waves or... I, I want to say sonic energy? Oh, um... It's 2am and I'm already feeling more Geordie. Uh, started having Geordie dreams as well. Um, I was just dreaming then that uh, I met Banana Rama, who I think are Geordie. 
Um, yeah, I think so. I later found out that Banana Rama are not Geordies, but then I remembered my dream was actually about Tim Healy. Who is? So that still works. Well, I'm really not very used to using Zoom, you see, so I will do my best. To get a so-called expert opinion, I decided to Zoom call a crusty old psychology professor, who, to be fair, turned out to be a bit of a character. So they said to me that the, the only brain that they, they won't let me examine is my own. Uh, God knows what I would find. Lovely stuff. That's really great personality you've got. That's um. I mean, have you have you thought about doing your own podcast or something? No. Uh, okay. Let um, me come to the point. I believe that you are experiencing the symptoms of turning Geordie, as you put it. Thank you. Yeah, you you really know what you're talking about, well, don't well, you? Well, I, well, no. I like on. you. Hang on. It's, it's most likely due to what we call the nocebo effect, where a particularly weak-minded subject, such as yourself, may convince themselves that they're experiencing imagined symptoms to the point where they willfully manifest themselves. Um, does, does that make any sense to you? Um... I totally understood what was being explained to me there, but the professor's informed statements of fact, backed by years of experience, might be, and this is purely in the interest of balance, complete drivel. Just for further balance, I asked another expert what they thought, and uh, I've just had an email from them where they say, and I quote, Dunno. Which just goes to show there's even disagreement amongst professionals. And, and this guy knows what he's talking about. He's predicted a B or higher. Um, you know, and he may even go on to do A levels. To give my report some added production value, I decided to visit the building where Wi-Fi was first invented. Although, unfortunately, I couldn't find out where that was. I'm instead here outside a building which I think has Wi-Fi vibes. I don't really know what I mean by that. Um, it just looks like the kind of place where the technology might have been developed. Uh, although you can't see where I am, uh, so I don't know why on earth it would make any difference whatsoever. What I've come here to say is that it was at this point in the experiment that I realised the LED signal strength icon on my router sort of resembled Tyne Bridge, a potent symbol of Jordanian culture. This proved an omen of the downward spiral I was about to enter. Well, I've never felt more Geordie. Uh, I'm definitely being affected by uh, what I'm calling Geordie internet energy. Um, you know, it's even interfering with my work. I, j I just came off a Zoom call there where when I would have usually been saying, yes, of course, I found myself actually saying, bye I, or, or whatever. While I realise now that the phrase is actually why I, you get the idea. Although the worst was yet to come. Later that evening, I blacked out. On checking my ITV Hub account when I came to, I found I'd somehow watched nine hours of Anton Deck without even knowing. This had to stop. I decided then and there to terminate the experiment. While, yes, I must point out that it was at this moment I discovered I forgot to plug the router in at the start of the experiment, I don't feel this compromises my results in any way whatsoever. I'm here outside the big uh, clock tower building that all the government live in uh, to personally hand in this dossier. It contains the findings from my experiment, and I think when they read it, they'll change Wi-Fi laws with immediate effect. All that's left for me to do is to urge you to stay vigilant and never stop asking the question, why I, why fi?
Is it really that much of a leap? A report there which I believe meets the core value that I try to uphold in this podcast. That being, believe in better. And, uh, well, yes, it has been pointed out to me that that's also the corporate slogan for Sky TV. Uh, That's just a coincidence. We we just happen to have the same values. All right? (sighs) Anyway, here's a message from one of our sponsors. Hi, I'm Cliff Gifford, owner of the Martlesham Monoplex, the best independent cinema in the region. Why don't you come down and immerse yourself in our 1.0 mono sound or enjoy our spectacular standard definition small screen viewing experience if you can ignore the gaffer tape tear in the screen. Plus, we've put in extra sound insulation which almost muffles out the abattoir next door. And Keith has almost got the knack of the projector here, so the sound and picture nearly match up. Um, nearly. Here's our listings for this weekend. Saturday, my sister's wedding video. I don't have anything to watch it on at home, so this is the only way I can see it. Sorry. Sunday, a blank screen all day. A rare chance to sit quietly and contemplate. So come down to the Martlesham Monoplex, situated right next to the abattoir and the regional drum testing centre. Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I Every year, in the name of charity, televised feats of endurance are undertaken by the famous and semi-famous alike. For example, Ben Shepherd doing toilet in three different continents over just 72 hours for children in need. Or Carol Vorderman smashing up 400 microwaves for comic relief, using only a toffee hammer. Now, I haven't looked up any of these, but you're getting the idea. I've been inspired to perform a charity challenge of my own. But the question is, what challenge? I'm talking to you now from my spacious and tasteful bathroom uh, because I've had an Ulrika moment. I've devised what I'm calling the Nine Shower Challenge. That's right, I will somehow attempt to undertake, in the name of charity, an incomprehensible nine showers in a single day. Um, I was going to go with a shower an hour because I thought that had a nice ring to it, but let's face it, that's just potty. I'm excited. Not only will this challenge allow me to selflessly raise my profile and reputation, but in a funny kind of way, my charity of choice will also sort of benefit, because at least some of the funds raised will probably make their way to them. A comforting afterthought, and it is very much an afterthought. Although at this point, I still wasn't sure. To which charity do I donate? Oh, come on, mate. Play the game. You can't... Disaster has struck. Usually, I selflessly dedicate myself to the Carl Sperling Foundation, an organisation set up to humbly and aggressively promote my philanthropic activities, whilst also taking full advantage of the tax-free status awarded to charities. But it seems HMRC have other plans. Sir, please don't shut down my charity, please. It's gone. It's gone. (sighs) So, um, yeah, it seems my charity has been shut down by the powers that be. I can only assume due to jealousy 
um, which, when you think about it, is actually quite sad. My new charity of choice is the Lance Armstrong Foundation. It's the morning of the Nine Shower Challenge. To put it bluntly, today I will be having a whole bunch of showers. If I can pull it off, it'll be crazy, courageous, and people will think I'm really cool. Now I'm almost ready to start. Um, if you're wondering uh, what I'm doing, uh, I'm just installing a webcam, uh, and that's so that nobody can accuse me of cheating. Uh, I'll just angle that to get a full body view. And that's done. Um, by the way, thank you to everyone online who uh, suggested that I live stream my showering. Um, you know, good to hear some genuine concern for the challenge. Uh, okay, on with the showering, I guess. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you are joking me. After three showers, the magnitude of this mammoth feat of endurance hits me like a can of worms. I think that's the phrase. I realise my charity washathon is interfering with my daytime TV viewing schedule. Um, so I've just come out of the shower to find that I've missed the start of a rip-off Britain episode I quite fancied watching. And um, the thing is, I, I can't actually be bothered to get it up on iPlayer, which means, and actually makes me physically sick to say this, I will probably never see the opening of this particular rip-off Britain ever. <sighs> the sacrifice has become real. Things take a further turn for the not good after shower number four, when I begin to enter the unknown territories of human shower endurance. Um. I'm not feeling great. I've uh, just started suffering from um, a condition I'm calling shower fatigue. Um, I mean, my washing technique has gone totally slapdash. Uh, in a complete lapse of concentration, I, um, I forgot to scrub my bum. It's got to be some of the crummiest showering witnessed in mainland UK for the last decade. Um, and for me personally, it's a new low. When shower number five almost disturbs my viewing of an essential repair shop app, I start to question the whole challenge. I took to Twitter to ask a number of celebrities to send me videos of themselves praising my bravery and selflessness. When none respond, I start to ask, what is the point? Well, I have decided to terminate the challenge uh, for the sake of my mental health and my water bill. Uh, the problem is I was actually the only one manning the donations line and uh, I missed the uh, the few calls that did come in um, because, well, because I was in the shower at the time. Um, plus, given the hefty sum that I paid to a professional marketing agency to promote the whole thing, um, I have actually made a net loss for the charity. Hmm. Yeah. I have, however, endured a whopping five showers. I've done my country proud. Plus, I feel really, really good about myself. And at the end of the day, that is what truly matters. A report there about my colossal washathon in the name of charity. 
Um, now, it won't have escaped some of you that usually when, you know, David Walliams doggy paddles up the Thames or, or, or Eddie Izzard does a million marathons or whatever for charity, um, it ends up being fully televised. Now, I did approach BBC TV to see if they wanted to film me showering, um, but I just got some lame excuse about pre-watershed nudity or something which is total rubbish because I have seen Blue Planet in the middle of the afternoon and were the goldfish wearing pants? Were they buffalo? Um, I did put that to the BBC and, and didn't get a reply which uh, I think means I win. Anyway, here's a report where I prove the sheer diversity of my presenting abilities with a fun, easy-going visit to the Cardiff of East Anglia. I'm of course talking about Ipswich. I've come here to Ipswich to learn a little bit more about this historic town. Did you know, for instance, that the world's very first dinner lady was born in Ipswich? Her name may have been forgotten to time, but her impact on the craft of dinner ladying lives on. In fact, I think her technique for ladling mash is uh, still used pretty much unchanged to this day by cutting-edge modern dinner ladies. Anyway, uh, let's take a look around and see what else I can learn. I happened to be in town on a market day, so I decided to have a look round. I like to think of this as Ipswich's very own quad-weekly analogue eBay, but where you're not going to get stung on postal charges, which probably should have been made a little bit clearer. Whilst browsing the market, I witnessed some of the finest use of branded commercial gazebos I've ever seen. Though, I have to say, whilst walking around here, there, there is something that disturbs me. Due to competition from online platforms, very soon all this may be gone. A world without local markets. It's like the plot to a really good dystopian thriller, ideally directed by Steven Spielberg. Currently seeking funding, script sample provided on request. With their future looking so uncertain, it may shock you to know that although they seriously need one, there's no market marketing board, marketing markets. In fact, most markets are marked by their unmarketed status or status. Getting back to the positives though, another thing that's really impressed me is how well regulated things are here. Um, I mean, I witnessed a, a council food hygiene inspector at work just moments ago. Although, imagine a world where local markets aren't regulated. Potentially, without the council keeping things in check, the markets would expand outside of their designated locations at an alarming and unsafe rate, within time completely consuming Ipswich, then possibly the world. An unending, unstoppable and unsustainable sea of market stalls. It's like the plot to a really great dystopian thriller, also currently seeking funding. Well, food for thought. Uh, do, what? No, no, keep, keep the change. Keep the change. <clears throat> Cheers. Anyway, um, I, I've had a great day here, and as you can probably hear, um, I've got a bag heaving with uh, uh, fruit and veg, pies, fish, and... Uh, oh. Well, there's a lesson for you. Don't, don't overload a plastic bag. That's annoyed me. Um, yeah. Anyway, all in all, decent market. If I told you it was possible to send a letter through the phone line, you'd think I was talking about a science fiction space movie, or whatever. But you'd be wrong. It is possible. 
and it's called Fax. I'm proud to announce that not only are the Suffolk Fax Marketing Board sponsoring this podcast, but I've also been named as Suffolk's new Fax Ambassador, promoting fax machines and fax use throughout the region. And asking you to fax to the max. Get faxing, Suffolk. Get faxing. Now, I always like to interact with uh, my listeners, so I asked you on Twitter uh, if you had any great ideas about how we could defend our region and uh, had a great response from Jim Marshall uh, in Bury St Edmunds. Thank you, Jim. Um, He said, uh, I've always thought that scouts, cubs, brownies, etc. are essentially receiving a third of a full armed forces training with survival skills, knots and so on. Uh, Okay. Uh, He goes on, uh, he said, if they were taught basic firearms techniques, this would boost their existing skills to match that of a standard SAS member. Hmm. Uh, By arming the region's scouts, we could quickly and cheaply equip ourselves with an army of trained child soldiers, perfect for jobs such as guarding Suffolk's biggest diamond. Hmm. Um... Yeah, interesting idea, Jim. Uh, I do see a number of huge problems with with what you're suggesting. Uh, But, but, you know, nice to hear from listeners. Um, Anyway, yeah, so uh, here's a piece where I caught up with one of my wacky local characters. Hi, Nigel, it's, it's Carl. I've come oh, to do yes, the... yes, yes, yeah. Oh, hi, yeah. Yeah. come in, come through. Come through to the uh, office slash living space. Uh, Local talent agent uh, Nigel Gooding has been managing acts performing in and around Suffolk full-time for the past three years. I joined him for the day at his live-in office. One of the compromises that I have had to make, living and working in the same space, is that I had to get rid of my bed uh, to make room for this desk here, which uh, means that I'm now sleeping in the bath, which, uh, if I'm honest isn't ideal because, uh, well, it means I can't wash. Although Nigel's enjoyed little success so far, he informed me that big things were on the horizon for his main act. But of course I would have to say my most promising act is a young singer from Woodbridge. Um, I mean, I may even have the next Sunita on my hands. But a contemporary version, you know, she is trendier than a crowded house minidisc. And I do not say that lightly. Uh, Seriously, think Billy Piper. But for the CD-ROM generation, uh, she really is that cutting edge. Uh, and of course, when she gets big, I get a slice of that moolah, so I will be quids in. Uh, and all i got to do, as her agent, is uh, somehow turn her into the next Madonna. Yeah. Simple. Easy. Right, right, OK. I so mean, how hard can it be to create the next pop superstar? Yeah. It's hardly rocket surgery, let's face it. Oh, it's finally arrived. Ah, uh, come on, here we go. For the past oh, few weeks, no, Nigel's been waiting on an important package, you, which he informed me would mark a turning point in his Star Axe career. Let's have a look. Let's it just so happened to arrive whilst I was there. What? What is this that you... Oh, OK, so uh, Zelina is going sorry, to... Sorry, 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 Zelina, who, who's... Oh, right, sorry, sorry, yes. Yeah. So just to explain, uh, the singer, her real name is uh, Mary... Uh, something uh, but that wasn't going to work so uh, I went to a professional branding agency and asked them to come up with a stage name uh, I said I want something futuristic uh, think Kim Wilde and then some uh, anyway I paid them the seven and a half grand that they were asking for and uh, they came up with Zelina basically Selena but with a Z and what 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 is it that you you, you got there 
Ah, uh, uh, right, so I have in my hands here, well, basically, I have paid a professional songwriter that I found online about five and a half grand uh, to write a hit single for Zelina. Uh, this is the demo that he sent me here. Obviously not cheap, but I am paying for the best. Uh, so anyway, th let's go through to the main room and uh, let's have a listen. Okay, let me just uh, get that in there. Uh, here we go. Uh, going to be interesting, actually, because uh, I just said to him, write the greatest pop song of all time, and uh, gave him the freedom to just do whatever he wanted within that brief. Uh, so where's play? Uh, it's Where there. Is ah, here we go. No, no, it's, ju it's just yep, there. Yeah, I got it, I got it. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Hmm, right, okay. Oh. What are you thinking, Nigel? Okay, so it's awful. Um, see, what's happened here is he's done me there. He has done me. Because he's already got the money. Uh, you know, in a way, I have to kind of admire him. Because um, he stitched me up so well. In a, in a funny kind of way. I sort of I can't be mad at him for this. But of course, in other more accurate ways, I've lost five and a half grand and I'm absolutely blooming furious. Because that's the thing, you know, show business is all about integrity. You know who told me that? The bloke from the Plusnet adverts. So, you know, he knows what he's talking about. Following the bad news regarding his expensive demo, I joined Nigel on what he called an anger drive, where he regularly lets out his frustrations by aggressively speeding around the streets of Ipswich. Look steady on, mate. It's not a race. Geez, some of these people, honestly, they, they, they think they're blooming Michael Shoemaker. Nigel, how old is this car? Because there's all there's bits in the footwell here that are just all like coming off. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's... don't 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 worry about that. Obviously, the old girl has some better days, but uh, you know she'll be all right. Uh, I was a bit worried that uh, it wouldn't pass its MOT, uh, but easy solution to that: just simply don't have it MOT. Easy. Yeah, I, I know you're not, but you will become famous in the future. That's what I keep trying to tell you. In what seemed like a tense conversation, when we got back to his office, Nigel decided to update Woodbridge-based singer Zelina on the demo disaster. Well, no, no, cause... Oh, hung up. Right, OK. You're right there, Nigel. Yeah, that could have gone better, I'll be honest. Um, she's a little bit spooked about the vast amount of money that I've spent on her career thus far. But what she's failing to understand is that is just an investment. You know, I will make that back tenfold once she hits the big time. Uh, and I can't really afford for that not to happen because I've kind of, uh, quite wisely, I think, put all of my eggs into one basket with her, financially speaking, at least. But, you know, that is fine because at the end of the day, what safer investment could there be than the career of an amateur musician? There is none. The well, there you have it. Another bunch of reports about Suffolk, my stomping ground. Although I have to say, I, I never stomp. Um, I find it vulgar, and I was also told that it can damage the flooring in stately homes. Um, anyway, next time I want to hear from you. Which animal do you think is getting above its station? Uh, I'll get the ball rolling with the peacock and, um, and the giraffe, actually. I, I mean, it's just a trumped-up horse, for God's sake. Plus, I want to hear your thoughts on whether people should be allowed to wear special metal shoes with spikes, what's this, with spikes attached and then kick people. Brackets, the spikes cause increased injury. Yeah, I, I get the idea. That's rubbish. Sorry, no, ignore that. I don't know when I wrote that. That's terrible. No, okay, just the animal thing. 
<sighs> anyway, all that's left for me to say is stay vigilant, Suffolk. Stay vigilant.